this is a story that's not for the faint of heart. This is a story with twists and turns that will not leave you happy with the end results. This is a story with unanswered questions, confusion, and utter shock. I strongly recommend you listen to this case and keep an open mind to every perspective and understand what you think you may know could be entirely wrong. This is the story of two-year-old Kaylee Anthony, how she died, and her mother, Casey Anthony's involvement. Hey, what's up? My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. We're going to do it? We're doing it? Do it. Okay. Three, two, one. Ah. That was very anticlimactic. (laughs) And I got got it all over myself. That's what she said. You got to go more like this. Well, my lid's different. I think it's my lid's fault. Just kidding. Sure. I actually am not very good at opening cans. I'm not going to lie. Opening cans and tying balloons. I just like, I have trouble. You're two deficits, eh? Yeah. We all have them. But uh, our local brewery got our two favorite drinks back in stock or yeah. made or whatever you want to say. So we're like, we're on cloud nine. Yeah, we're we're definitely drinking it up. We got, I've got the Thousand Peaks from, mm-hmm. from Trench Brewing. And then I have the Peach Rosemary, which is a vodka seltzer. Seltzer. Yeah. Also from Trench. So freaking delicious. However, like I, crave this. I just want to give a shout out to all the other breweries in town because not to say that I don't like Crossroads or I don't like Deadfall Brewing or Caribou. You guys are all awesome. However, Trench just so happens to have this one that is like my favorite. Yeah, your favorite beer. So, But you drink a lot of other beers too. Oh, yeah. I go all oh. across the board. They all got good stuff. This one's just, you know, it's just my favorite. This one, this one beer. Well, and shout out to the new one. Oh, yeah. Deadfall. Deadfall. 100%. Yeah. We got a cool new brewery, which is yeah. pretty sweet. I'll uh, I'll be making sure I drink them in future episodes, too. So I I'll be talking lots about them. Absolutely. Gotta support the local. The local love. Yeah. Well, there isn't really much for local that I will, like, drink because it's most like beer, right? But then yeah. this place has a different drink. So I'm usually, a like, wine drink. or, like, a cooler of sorts. Yeah. You know? and these are ciders. So, see so you set? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got to talk about today? We got lots and lots of juicy things. Um, first of all, okay, this is cool. We got two pieces of mail from listeners, which is yeah. like unbelievable. Technically, I think we can say this is fan mail. I think, I don't know. Can we say that? I don't know. Nah. I mean, they're more than just fans, but you know what I mean? Friend right? mail. Mail there, there from friends. Mail from friends. Sounds weird. Yeah, it does. Okay, but anyway. Almost sounds like like a sexual thing. It kind of does, so I'm moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't have it. Um, so Leah Page. Yeah. She sent us. She sent us a awesome, epic, handmade Halloween scrapbook. With like a handmade card and everything. It was like kind of awesome. Incredible work. So good so job cool. to you on that. That was ridiculously cool. Yeah, it was we'll, so sweet. We'll put that to good use, 100%. Uh, and Michelle Buchanan uh, sent us over some Harry Potter keychains from Universal with our names on it. Yes. And everything. So cool. It's um, made our day, actually. Mine is actually not going on a keychain. It went on my backpack it and did. the little front zipper. Yeah. So that's my everyday work backpack. It goes with me to work every day now. Yes. Yeah, so now it has your name on it so no one can take it. Exactly. I'm like, bitch, that's my bag. <laughs> Hands off. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if anyone remembers uh, uh, King of the Hill, if they ever watched it. I just reminded me of, of Bobby Hill. That's my purse. I don't know you. Because he taught, he was taking self-defense lesson classes. Oh, but it was like, okay. he's like a 13-year-old kid. Yeah. But he was taking women's self-defense classes. <laughs> so he learned to shout that term. That's yeah. my purse. I don't know you. And then kick the attacker in the balls. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Um, oh, I want to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Kay. series. Okay. First off, everyone out there, you need to convince Nicole to watch this series with me because she's oh not a Star Wars person. Oh my goodness, what are you doing? 
I'm really trying to get you to love Star Wars is what I'm trying to do. I haven't watched it yet, but I've been waiting for this series, like this particular series for a long, long time. Well, I can't remember. I've already asked you this, but did I have to watch other things? I mean, you don't, but it helps. I did watch that one thing because I was into Baby Yoda. Yeah, you watched The Mandalorian. That was good, actually. I was actually super into that. It was a good show. But I feel like it might have had to do a lot with Baby Yoda, but I'm unsure. Yeah, everyone went nuts for Baby Yoda. So So, cute. Yeah, Um, although it's technically not Yoda. It's not Baby Yoda. It's Grogu. Oh, okay. Just the same species. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we should we should actually go back to the patrons, though, because uh, both Michelle and Leah were patrons, and we should go back and thank our new patrons for this week. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we only had one sign up this week, so glory moment in the spotlight mm-hmm. to Alexandria. I'm really sorry if I say your last name wrong. Heitmeyer? Heitmeyer? You're awesome. That's all I know. <laughs> And I don't know how to say you are that. awesome. You're very awesome. <laughs> thank Seriously, you very much. Thank you so much. It means the world to us for people uh, like you supporting us on Patreon. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. And of course, thank you. So, yeah, there you go. Should we get into the case? I think so. You ready for it? Yeah, because we're also recording a uh, Patreon exclusive episode after this. That's right. Which and, is super awesome. And so we got to get to bed. So we got to make best of our time here. Yeah. So we got to we got to record two and uh, let's get ready to roll. Yeah, I'm ready. So if you want to catch that Patreon exclusive case, you can only get it. if You sign up for patron mm-hmm. drops every day on the last or sorry, every last day of the month. Yeah. So they're literally getting two episodes tomorrow, which is kind of awesome. (laughs) Yep. It'll be a great day. Yep. Okay. So let's do this. Our story is going to start on July 15th, 2008 in Orlando, Florida with a 911 phone call. So it starts with two-year-old Casey Anthony, who was reported missing by her grandmother, Cindy Anthony. During the recorded call, she was frantic and audibly shook. She told the 911 dispatcher that she had not seen her granddaughter for 31 days, and her daughter daughter Casey Anthony had just admitted to the fact that someone had taken her. Oh, boy. Yes. So after a moment on the call, Cindy hands the phone over to her daughter Casey, and it's a bit odd. The tone in her voice was much different than her mother's when talking to the 911 dispatcher. Okay. So I've got a uh, little insert from that 911 call here. I'm going to play for you guys. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. 911, what's your emergency? (laughs) I called a little bit ago, the deputy sheriff, I found out my granddaughter has been taken. She has been missing for a month. We're talking about a three-year-old little girl. My daughter finally admitted that the baby's in the store. I need to find her. Your daughter admitted that your ba- the baby is where? But the babysitter took her a month ago. My daughter's been looking for I told you my daughter was missing for a month. I just found her today, but I can't find my granddaughter. And she just admitted to me that she's been trying to find her herself. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee. C-A-Y-L-E-E. Anthony. Kaylee Anthony? Yes. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since the 7th of June. Is your daughter there? Yeah. Can I speak with her? Hello? Hello? Yes. Can you tell me what's going on a little bit? I'm sorry? Can you tell me a little bit what's going on? My daughter's been missing for the last 31 days. And you know who has her? I know who has her. I've tried to contact her. I actually received a phone call today. Now from a number that is no longer in service. I did get to speak to my daughter for about a moment, about a minute. Who has her? Do you have a name? Her name is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. Who is that? Babysitter? She's, she's been my nanny for 
about a year and a half, almost two years. Why are you calling now? Why didn't you call 31 days ago? I've been looking for her and have gone through other resources to try to find her, which is stupid. I think the officers are here. The officers are there? Yes. So that's the 911 call to report the little girl missing. Wow. That was intense. It was. What do you take away from that call? Oh my gosh, there was so much. Cause like, yeah, the grandma was just like frantic. And it almost just sounded like the mom had like gone through some shit as well or something. Cause like the mom said that the grandma, sorry, had said that the mom was also like missing too, kind of. Yes. So how it, how it played out is, um, we'll touch on it here in a little bit, but essentially the daughter had been missing for these days with the granddaughter and, okay. but there was communication with the daughter to the grand grandmother. Okay. So finally the daughter was home and admitted the granddaughter was missing. And she was searching for her this whole time. Yes. Or trying to get her from the babysitter. Yes. That's what okay. she says. So wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just very intrigued. <laughs> well, the, some of the conversation though, that we, we just talked about, uh, it doesn't detail everything. Uh, there are actually a total of three 911 calls that were made in total, uh, that begin to unravel this whole story. Okay. First and foremost, it describes how two-year-old Kaylee was reported taken by her babysitter. Um, her mother, Casey said that it happened 31 days ago and she's been trying to find her daughter on her own. Okay. Now, Casey's mom, however, Kaylee's grandmother, is seriously concerned of the dire situation. We can Mm -hmm. clearly hear that in her voice, Um, much more so by the sounds of it than Casey. Now, what we didn't hear in that 911 call was Cindy's car was impounded. Her daughter had actually stolen that car from Cindy uh, and had gone with Kaylee uh, out for the past month like we were just talking about. So both of Casey's parents ended up figuring out that the car was impounded and went to pick up her daughter or their daughter, along with the car. And that's when they noted a strong smell of what we just heard in the 911 call described by Cindy as the smell of a dead body coming from the car. Now, I don't have an audio clip from this other 911 call. I must have missed some shit there because I don't even remember the smell. Okay. Uh, Cindy says... It was hard to understand. It was a bit hard to understand. It was. Yeah. Um, But Cindy in there, uh, one of the things she said was... She's calling for help. She said, I need someone here. I just picked up my daughter and the car smells like a dead body. Wow. Yeah. So she says that in the clip. Holy heck. Um, So the other 911 calls, I don't have audio clips from, but I do have a transcript uh, and I do have an insert here I'm going to talk about. And this is from one of the prior 911 calls. So the 911 operator says, uh, and this is between Cindy, the grandmother and the 911 operator. So the operator says, okay, what did the person do that you need arrested? Cindy says, my daughter, 911 operator, for what? Cindy, for stealing an auto and stealing money. I already spoke to someone who said they would patch me through to Orlando Sheriff's Department and have a deputy here. I was in the car and I was going to drive her to the police station and no one No one is open. They said they would bring a deputy to my home when I got home to call them. 911 operator. So she stole your vehicle. Cindy. Yes. 911 operator. When did she do that? Cindy. On the 30th, in brackets of June. She didn't say June, but that's what she's referencing. I got it back from the impound. I'd like to speak to an officer. Can someone come to my house? So she's trying to get her daughter arrested. Mm -hmm. And then... In the next 911 call, she when she figures out the granddaughter's missing, she's talking about the smell of a dead body, granddaughter missing, and these thefts. Okay, because there was different dates in there and stuff, but I guess that doesn't really matter. It was because she had seen her granddaughter early, like earlier on or whatever. Yes, Cindy had seen her granddaughter about a month ago. Okay. That was the last time she saw her granddaughter. Okay. That was the last time she seen her daughter, but there was communication with her daughter between then. Right. Why was the police station closed? Are they closed sometimes? I don't know. I didn't think that they would be, but maybe they are. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, maybe just, yeah, emergency numbers or something would be what you contact then. I'm not certain. And also, like, this is just going to terrify parents because some parents probably have issues leaving their kids with a babysitter. Yeah, no kidding. Because I know I would. I can't even leave my dog with, like, a dog sitter (laughs) without having issues. Yeah. 
Now, um, that aside, though, the whole dog sitting, babysitting thing, um, I do know this is a whole overload of information we've gone over so far. This it is, is yeah. This is like jumping in head first. Uh, but the strangest thing about it all seems to be why Casey was so nonchalant about it. Why would she leave her daughter missing for 31 days and think she could take care of it on her own without alerting authorities or even just mm-hmm. other family members? Yeah, you think maybe a day, but not yeah. not a whole month. Mm-hmm. So as you hear through police, or sorry, as you heard, um, police had arrived to the scene uh, to investigate and questioning had begun. Um, and as we all know, family members are usually the first suspects in any case. They are the ones who are the closest with victims. And even if they aren't involved, they can at least uh, provide authorities with extremely important information regarding important locations, people of interest, strange occurrences, and any other si- significant uh, events or information that can help finding the individuals or solving the case. So police started questioning Casey right out the bat, mm-hmm. and they interviewed her as a witness fairly casually at start. And unbeknownst to her, she wasn't under arrest, but uh, she was under extreme scrutiny um, as a main witness currently mm-hmm. right now. So. Well, that's generally how it goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. Um, So, yeah, the police were questioning her regarding her story um, and ultimately uh, regarding her lies. Oh, boy. How old is she? Did we go over that? Uh, Actually, you know, I never did look up how old she was. Okay, I'm just so curious. She did sound very young. Yeah, she's, she's a young mother. I would say, like, late 20s to early 30s. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, she sounded okay. Like, okay, this her voice sounded so kind of chill to me, which is like unexpected. So I was like, maybe she had gone through shit herself, or maybe she was just like, I don't know, almost like in shock, shock, or even like under the influence of something, or I don't know. There was just like many things that were going yeah. through my brain. It's there's going to be a lot of things going through your brain throughout this entire case. Okay. Put it that way. Okay. Well, it's very sad that a child is involved here. It Ugh. is. Uh, so Casey claimed that Kaylee's nanny, uh, Zendaya, Zaneda, Zaneda is how you pronounce Zineda? it. Zaneda, also known as Zanny Fernandez Gonzalez, uh, who she met through a mutual friend, uh, was the individual to take her daughter. Okay. Now that mutual friend who she met, uh, Zaneda through was by the name of Jeffrey Michael Hopkins. These two had previously met working at Nickelodeon in Universal Studios theme park. Cool. They both had worked together. Hashtag dream job. Hashtag dream job. <laughs> Could you imagine all the, the concession snacks you'd get? Oh my gosh. I would, or the um, butterbeer. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I uh, would butterbeer. probably get one of those like daily. Uh, one? Oh, yeah. Honestly, one's good because remember we had nah. some more than one nah. one time and we got like sick. Nah, I'd be cutting coffee into that every day. <laughs> I'd be like three, four cups of coffee mixed with butterbeer. Oh, my god, Guaranteed. <laughs> Disgusting and I would gain so much weight, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, worth it, eh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Uh, so regardless, so, uh, by this time, Casey s- stated uh, she had... Uh, sorry, Casey stated that Jeffrey uh, hadn't worked there for the past nine or 10 months and he had moved away to various different cities. He kind of moving around. Okay. However, this would later be revealed as one of her lies. Uh, later on in court, Jeffrey would talk or take the stand and go under oath describing how he worked at Universal in 2002 to 2003. And never worked with Casey at all, nor he did he ever introduce her to anyone by the name of Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez. And he never even moved away from the area described as Casey either. What a weird lie, because obviously they're going to ask him. Yep. And it's not like she lied about one thing. She lied about every detail regarding him. Like he yeah. doesn't even really know her. That's weird. Yeah. They never worked together. Nothing. Okay. So... Though they didn't know it just yet, Casey was lying through her teeth right to the investigator's face. Um, And I do want to bring up a little bit of a quote here because this is one of my favorite quotes. And it's by Abraham Lincoln, actually. Uh, So to quote him, no man has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. Yeah. And that is very much so true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Especially me. My memory is shit. (laughs) 
There's no way I could get through a lie. I feel like it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't happen. Well, the worst thing is it spirals because one lie leads to another, to another, to another, yeah. and you need to remember how and and what then and who who you told what to and oh, it's yep. just like just don't. So it's it's very much so true. Yeah. Now, during questioning, Casey tells the story of how her daughter went missing on June 9th. She said she dropped her daughter off to Zaneda to look after her while she went to work at Universal Studios, the same she had done for the past year or so. Now, after, after work, after her shift was over, she went back to pick her up, but nobody was home. She knocked on the door, and there was no answer. She tried dialing Zaneda's phone number, but it was now out of service. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Actually, at that point, you would be phoning 911, I feel like. Yeah. Kind of freaking out. I would I would do the same. Um, but clearly, she didn't. Now, one of Casey's alibis was one of her coworkers by the name of Juliette Lewis. As it turns out, though, Juliette Lewis doesn't even exist. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. She claimed she was an event coordinator alongside her at Universal Studios. Juliette Lewis, not a real person. Wow. And of course, which police would soon find out. Well, yeah, they're going to look at all this. So before they found out all these lies, though, because this is only the same day as the missing report or maybe even the next day. um, So before they figured all this out, uh, they asked Casey if she could lead them to places of interest, Mm -hmm. you know, such as places like Zaneda's baby or where she babysat. um, And of course, Casey's workplace. So the very next day after the missing report on July 16th, uh, she took them to Universal Studios where she led them through the park to her office where she worked. They walked through the busy places, through concession stands and through the attractions, through the crowds, and they went towards a long building at the end, all the way at the end of the park. It was almost a 25 minute walk. She led them through the park towards her office where apparently She would turn around, face police, laugh, and admit she doesn't actually even work there anymore. Oh, okay. I was not expecting that. Yeah. That one threw me for a fucking loop. How did they even get in and stuff then? Well, I mean, it's police. An investigation. Oh, I guess. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, like we're doing an investigation. No matter what, they'd probably just be like, yeah, go in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So she just led him on a wild goose chase. And, For 25 and, minutes. Yeah. Like what, what sort of thought process are you doing there? Maybe they should have gone on a ride too. Really? <laughs> just lived it up. Eh? Oh, I think they went on a ride. <laughs> the whole ride of this <laughs> is a true. ride in itself. That's true. Yeah. But like, I just can't understand like how, like she was, she literally walked as far as she could. She went as far with this lie as she possibly could. At, the, at that gate, she knows she's going to get caught. Yeah. But she still walked that 25 minutes to the very last moment. Hmm. Like, That's so interesting. Like I, I just, yeah, it's very hard to comprehend. Yeah. So, of course, this right away led to her immediate rest, arrest on the spot. Eek, yeah. Which, from there, she was officially out loud suspect number one. Oh, no. Yeah. Not good. So, from here, Casey would undergo interrogation questioning and of course eventually courtroom appearances all while maintaining her innocence and that the nanny took her daughter now while this was going on the world was hearing all about this missing girl uh kaylee's face even graced the cover of people's magazine on the issue of february 9th 2009 oh did it hey did Uh, Everyone wanted to find her, uh, and her grandparents, Cindy and George Anthony, uh, were at the center. They were doing Mm -hmm. interviews, putting up posters, printing out T-shirts, anything they could do to help find their granddaughter and spread that word. Their hearts were clearly heavy, and they were wanting to bring her home. Oh, that's so sad. Casey, however, almost seemed to have given up on her daughter. Why? I just don't understand. I... I don't get it either. Well, she knows something. There, there's something there, whether it's um, maybe just in her heart, she she knew something was wrong and it couldn't be helped. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she knows more than she's saying. Who knows? But there's something there that's different. Uh, while she was in prison, uh, she was actually visited by her parents. Uh, they informed her about the progression of the search and mm-hmm. what was going on, how far Kaylee's name was being spread. But Casey almost didn't even seem to care. It's really hard to put into words unless the conversation turned to what she was doing and how she was doing behind bars. 
When the topic turned to her, it would almost always bring her to tears, like how she's doing, what she's going through, what she's eating, how she's keeping busy, how she misses her parents. But the moment it turned to a conversation about her daughter's disappearance, she was almost so nonchalant. The tears would stop. Yeah, she's almost, it's, oh, how do you word this? But like, um, push, or it's like, she's sheltering her brain. How, what would be the word? Like, making it so that, say it's so terrible that she's just like forcing it out of her mind almost. Like, it's just not even in there. Okay, no, fair enough. She's I don't kind know of cutting to, that off. Yeah. Okay. Or, or I'm also like, she might even have like some sort of like mental illness or something. Well, potentially. Um, and like, honestly, since this case, psychiatrists and web sleuths alike have actually pointed out uh, her behavior being akin to a pathological liar. Mm. Uh, meaning she essentially can't help but lie. Uh, oh, not necessarily okay. having a reason or a rhyme to do yeah. so, but she just does. Yeah, I don't know. I'm almost like thinking her mental health or something yeah. is suffering of sorts. So I don't want to confuse that, not necessarily saying she's diagnosed with that, that she is, mm -hmm. but it's pointed out that it very much could be. Uh, and in fact, even if you look back on some of her earlier life, there is evidence to support how she could have become someone like that. For example, when she was going to post-secondary, she got into the habit of skipping classes and going out partying a lot. So much so that she definitely did not make graduations. There was no way she was going to make it. Uh, so once her parents actually found out, uh, Casey would lie to her parents and she told them that the school must have messed up her attendance sheet and it was them who screwed up her graduation. It wasn't her fault. It was the school's fault. Her parents, for whatever reason... I don't know, maybe bless their little girl sort of situation. They mm -hmm. believed her and to cover up her not graduating, they lied to their friends and family, said she graduated anyway, even threw her a great big grad party. Oh, really? Yes. So wow. almost supporting her lies and who knows how far this goes into her childhood and her past. Who mm. knows how much her lies have been supported as she grew up. Well, yeah, it was almost like they could do, she could do no wrong in their they're mm -hmm. mine, though, too. Yeah. So who knows how deep that is? Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Now, uh, sorry, moving forward. On December 11th, 2008, it is unfortunate, but two-year-old Kaylee Anthony's remains would be found. Not till December? Is that what you 2008. said? Is that the same year though, right? Uh, no, is it? Now I'm second-guessing myself. Oh, it is too. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, December of 2008. That's right. Okay. So same year. But so still, that's later. like a long time. I didn't expect it to go on that long. Yeah, it's it's quite a while, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I need to scroll back where I find where it was at. I'm messing you up, hey? You did. What do we got? Okay, here I am. It's, it's all good. So they found her remains on December 11th of 2008. And by this time, they were more so skeletal remains when she was found. And she was found less than a mile from Casey's parents' house where oh, no. she was wrapped up in a Winnie the Pooh blanket. Oh gosh. And stuffed inside a laundry bag. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. The Winnie the Pooh blanket. That's like, that's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. And it was a swampy kind of forested oh. area that she was found. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's heavy on the heart, isn't it? Well, yeah. Like that's just. It's super brutal. Sad. 
My gosh. Investigative reports and trial testimonies did vary a bit between one thing that happened because she was also found with duct tape around her. Oh, geez. Um, now, that duct tape was either being found near the front of, the, of her skull uh, or on the mouth of her skull. So those are the varying reports. But either way, duct tape was found in the proximity of her mouth inside the laundry bag with her as well. Showing okay. most likely she was suffocated. Oh, geez. Most likely. Oh, and I, I just have like a serious question, but I can wait to see if it gets answered. No, it's all good. What's the question? Well, I'm just curious if like, if the body had been like decomposing for quite a while or if it was like hadn't been there that long like i'm just curious no it it was they they i mean there's there's a timeline established there's a last time that casey or sorry kaylee was seen by her grandparents Mm -hmm. there is witnesses saying that this was the date you know 31 days prior to the call um so then to now so you have june was the last time she was seen to December. Yeah, well, I was just curious if maybe, like, what if she'd only been there for a month? So, like, had she been alive for a while while everyone was searching and stuff? Or had she actually been gone for, like, that whole time? Uh, no, she had she'd pretty much... We, we've got a timeline. Let's put okay. it that way. We've okay. got an estimated timeline. Okay. So, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, moving on to April 13th of 2009, prosecutors announced that they would plan to seek the death penalty in the case regarding the death of two-year-old Kaylee Anthony. Oh, boy. I mean, that's pretty brutal. That's just, that is just a baby. That's a baby. Yeah. Oh, boy. That did not deserve to die. That had their whole life ahead of them. It's really traumatic. And, I mean, death is something that everyone has to deal with eventually, but when it comes so young and so unnatural mm-hmm. and by the hands of a potential family member, it just, it gets heavier and heavier. It's way worse. Yeah. Yeah. May 24th, 2011, the trial would begin in Orlando, Florida. The prosecution stated that Casey Anthony used duct tape to suffocate her daughter, Kaylee Anthony. Now the defense would contend that she actually didn't get suffocated by duct tape and that she actually drowned in the grandparents' swimming pool. That Casey's father, George, warned Casey that would imprison her for life for child neglect if authorities figured it out. So the two of them would then cover up the death, which is why she failed to report the incident for 31 days. Oh, wow. That is their story. That's the defense's story. That's the defense. But they've got a little bit more to it, though, too. They also said that George Anthony, Casey's father, had sexually molested Casey as a child, and she had the habit of hiding her pain and lying. Oh, geez. Okay, so is this this mother just learning a lot of things about her family during this this court case? Holy heck. Uh, The defense team also admitted that Casey had fabricated the story of the nanny named Zaneda. uh, And they also questioned uh, the individual who found the remains, actually saying that they potentially removed them from elsewhere and questioned police motives pursuing a murder investigation. So there's that was a little excessive. There was no there was no evidence regarding that as far as I could find. But it was one claim that the defense was chasing you know it's so interesting because i was almost wondering if the nanny thing was actually legit too no it was complete fabricated nanny didn't exist nanny wasn't real okay yep okay uh now the prosecutors would actually call george anthony uh casey's father as their first witness uh and he denied any sort of sexual abuse towards his daughter casey uh, or covering up the death of his granddaughter so Hmm. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. So also I was thinking the grandma was learning a lot of things, but imagine if this, this dad or grandpa or whatever was literally like hearing these things Mm -hmm. that he was being accused of that he didn't do. Oh, and not only that, it's his daughter in court accusing him of them. Oh my. Yeah, exactly. Like, holy. Okay. That's heavy. 
that would just that that's heavy on both sides if it was true that is heavy for casey yeah and if it's not true that is heavy for george that's a stab in the freaking heart if it's if yeah. it's not true there, there's no win scenario for oh that. no there isn't wow um during her trial casey was graced uh, luckily for her, with an incredible defense team, uh, which included a man by the name of Patrick McKenna, uh, who is known for his work on the defense of the O.J. Simpson case. Okay. So the individual who said, no, it couldn't have been me. The glove doesn't fit. Yeah, he worked for his case. Hmm. He got him off scot-free. So he's good is what you're saying. Yeah, he's good. The prosecution, however, wasn't going to go down without a fight. They had a lot, a lot of seriously incriminating evidence regarding motive and her mental health to push forward. And that they did. Now, the timeline and evidence they came up with went as follows. Now, bear with me. This is I'm going to be rambling a lot here. This is a lot of information mm -hmm. to take in. Okay. okay. So June 16th, 2008, Kaylee was last seen alive at the Anthony family residence. At 7 a.m., Cindy testified that she left for work a few minutes before 7 a.m. while everyone, including Kaylee and Casey, were in the home asleep. 7.52 a.m. Activity on Casey's phone password, sorry, activity on Casey's password protected account on MySpace shows she searched for quote-unquote, shot girls costume for a nightclub event. 9.56 a.m., Casey's AIM account was used to chat on the computer. 12.50 p.m., according to George, Kaylee's, uh, Kaylee departed with Casey by car around 12.50 p.m. with backpacks on their shoulder. However, the defense disputed this. Um, George testified that Casey and Kaylee left the house at 12.50, where further computer activity at the home computer associated with Casey's account and her cell phone pings not leaving the area of the home until about 4 11 p.m so it's a contradictory uh, statement there which is actually a pretty big gap of time yes it is uh 1 p.m activity associated with Casey's AIM MySpace and Facebook accounts at 1 30 sorry 1 39 p.m. on the home computer. The last browser activity during that session is at 1.42 p.m. 1.44 p.m. Casey calls her friend Amy. 2.21 p.m. Calls with Amy ends. 2.30 p.m. George Anthony testifies that he left the home at this time to go to work. 2.49 p.m. Casey's Anthony, sorry, Casey Anthony's cell phone connects with a tower nearest the home and the Anthony family's desktop computer is activated by someone using a password-protected account uh, that Casey used. 2.51 p.m., a Google search is made for the term, quote-unquote, foolproof suffocation. The user clicks on an article critis criticizing pro-suicide websites that promote, quote, foolproof ways to die. 2.52 p.m., activity on MySpace. 2.52 p.m., Casey answers a phone call from Jesse Grund. He describes his conversation as, quote, an abnormal, uh, where Casey stated to him that her parents were divorcing and she needs to find a new place to live. 3.04 p.m., Casey disconnects a phone call from Jesse Grund to take an incoming call from George Anthony, her father. Uh, according to defense, the 26-second call from her father took place as soon as he got to work to tell her, Quote from the defense, I took care of everything. Tell her he disposed of the body to tell her that he disposed of the body and warning her not to tell her mother about the child's death. That's according to the defense. Wow. 3.34 p.m. Casey made a phone call to her boyfriend, Tony, unanswered. Between 4.10 and 4.15, Casey made six unanswered phone calls to her mother. 4.11 p.m. Casey's cell phone pings, indicating it was near the house until she headed towards Lorenzo's apartment at 4.11 p.m. 7.54 p.m. She and Lorenzo are seen entering and walking around casually at Blockbuster Video Store. Kaylee is not with them. Ah, uh, I hate so much of that. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Holy. So that is... Uh, that's the last day that Casey 
uh, or Kaylee, sorry, was ever seen. That is the activity throughout the day. Now, there are some uh, days to note here following up to the case and the timeline as well. So we have June 17th, George and Cindy Anthony notice that the gate to the swimming pool is open and the ladder is next to the pool. June 20th, Casey is captured in various photos partying at Fusion Nightclub and participating in, quote, a hot body contest. Oh, my. June 23rd, Anthony Lorenzo testified that he helped Casey break into the shed at her parents' home and take gas cans for Casey's car, which had run out of gas. Lorenzo said he watched Casey open the trunk of her car. Although he did not see inside of the trunk, he said there was no odor that he could detect. June 24th, George called police to report a break-in and report the gas cans missing. Later this day, he saw Casey at the Anthony residence and confronted her about taking them. George said that when he went to get them out of his daughter's car, he ran past them quickly. Uh, She ran past them quickly, sorry. Quickly opened the trunk and retrieved the gas cans herself, yelling, here's your fucking gas cans. George testified that he smelled gasoline in the car but did not detect any other odors. June 30th, Casey's car is towed from a parking lot after being there for several days. Her purse and a child's car seat are found in the car's back seat. July 2nd, Casey gets a tattoo on her back saying Bella Vita, which means beautiful life in Italian. July 15th, 911 phone call was made to report Kaylee officially missing. Wow. Which brings us to where we are now. Okay. Okay. I need to go back to like the Google search of the strangulation thing, which was so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can't super judge. My Google history is really fucked up, (laughs) but I'm also like doing true crime podcasts. So that's really messed up. And the fact that she got the tattoo, I feel like is also like super messed up. Yeah. Um, Now there is something else that's super messed up that I wanted to discuss here. That's not technically in the timeline, but it was brought into evidence. So this takes place on June 21st, a couple weeks after her disappearance. And it is a entry into her diary. The diary entry says June 21st, and it reads this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I have no regrets. Just a bit worried. I just want for everything to work out okay. I completely trust my own judgment and I know that I made the right decision. I just hope that the end justifies the means. I want to know what the future will hold for me. I guess I will soon see. This is the happiest that I have been in a very long time. I hope that my happiness will continue to grow. I've made new friends that I really like. I've surrounded myself with good people. I'm finally happy. Let's just hope that it doesn't change. Okay. <laughs> this just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It's, it's I mean, fucked up. If so, if you needed, okay, there are other means of like, if you decided you didn't want to be a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Or you needed to live a different life or a happier life. Like there's other means of like not yep. being a parent than, than, I don't know, than what everyone is thinking potentially happened to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this like, this is admittedly, after her daughter is missing Mm -hmm. and this is an entry into her diary and so if the if the daughter is missing there's like no way in hell that she should be living her best life yeah like Uh, no way i am finally happy let's just hope that it doesn't change are you fucking kidding me oh my gosh this is just oh i just don't like this yeah i've been wanting to research this case for a while and it's a whole lot more of a can of worms than i ever expected Yeah, it's a lot uh, now, the, sh- the world was sure that Casey was going to be found guilty of this until her defense made their closing statement. Okay, I want to hear it. What is this? Well, the closing statement is rather long-winded, so I'm not going to go into that exact quotations or anything like okay, that. Okay, that's fine. Um, but you can find it up on YouTube. It's I do recommend you go, go watch it. Uh, now, they pointed out 
basically is a sum that all the evidence against Casey showed a distraught mother. It showed a victim of circumstance and that they claimed that the prosecution was playing on the emotions of the jury as they painted Casey in the worst light possible, all to make her look guilty, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that probably happened. Excuse me, I just burped. Wow, uh, look at this. <laughs> I tried to make it quiet. It didn't really work. <laughs> um, so because of all this, they had the jury against Casey. Even though there was zero evidence tying her to the death of her daughter. There was zero evidence to show she did anything to cause any harm to Kaylee. There was zero evidence to show she knew anything. The death of Casey, or sorry, Kaylee Anthony was 100% unsolved and that all the prosecution had was pure speculation against the defendant. And yeah, after that, they held up their, their story of the accidental drowning in the grandparents' pool. Hmm. They have a point. There is a lot of speculation. There's a lot of fucked up shit going. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's not a drop of blood. Well, yeah. There's not a hair. There's not a fingerprint. I mean, we, we've we done other cases like that, too, where it's just, it makes sense, I guess, that the person did it. But then there is really no evidence at all. Mm-hmm. But then there's no evidence for whoever, anyone that did it. So it's like. Someone had to have done this. Yeah, someone did. Yeah. But there's no more proof to show that she did it than I did it, technically. Oh, my gosh. Technically. There was no evidence on the body whatsoever then, eh? There really? no evidence found. Would they not have been able to tell if the do- if the daughter had drowned versus like... S- it was more so skeletal remains by the time they found her. So cause right. of death was not easy to find. Right. Okay. So it's speculated it was suffocation. Speculated. Hmm. And that's all they have is speculation. Which sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It really does. Because, like, I want to know what the frick happened here. I'd really love to know. Well, I think we all would. But uh, what happened next was on July 5th of 2011. uh, After about 10 hours of deliberation, the jury found Casey Anthony not guilty of the first degree murder, not guilty of aggravated manslaughter and not guilty of aggravated child abuse. They Mm -hmm. did, however, convict her of four misdemeanor charges of giving false information to law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she definitely did that. Yeah. So she was sentenced to one year in County jail and up to a thousand dollar in fine for each of the four misdemeanors. Um, And the judge ordered the sentence to run consecutively uh, but based on the credit years she had already served, based on what she'd served, uh, she would end up only serving 10 days after her sentencing because she had already served the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. That's crazy. Well, as of today, Casey is a free woman living her life as she pleases. She still upholds that she doesn't know what happened to her daughter mm-hmm. and that she doesn't care what anyone thinks about it. She's also working as a private investigator now alongside Patrick McKenna, her defense investigator. Really? Yeah. There's no evidence to show any sort of romantic relationship. Uh, But yeah, she's now an investigator alongside him. And she says that she's good at what she does because she uses the tactics that were used against her in her case. But this way in her, in her turn doing them uh, for good now instead. That's so interesting that um, the lawyer and defense or whatever just believed her that much. So, I mean, that's something. But the thing is, like, she just has to have been heartbroken. Like, her daughter is dead, but it doesn't seem like she is. She knows something. Something. I know that much. Because if her claims are, the nanny took my daughter, and then in court, it's found out that nanny doesn't even exist. Well, then what the fuck was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's just too many lies. There's, there's, too, there's too many. There's too many. And like we mentioned, the idea of being a pathological liar is very real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stated that the dad had helped her cover up an accidental death, but the dad went on trial saying that didn't happen. 
So someone is lying. I wonder if she has any relationship with her parents after this. I would assume not. Yeah, probably not. I don't know, but I would assume not. They would have to be incredibly forgiving people. No kidding. If would, she did. That would take a lot of strength. Yeah. And it, I mean, if they do have that strength, good on them. That That's good. Yeah. But I don't know if I could do that. No, no, not at all. So that is the, the story of a Kaylee Anthony and Casey Anthony. I really want to see a picture of this little girl to see if I recognize her. That's just heartbroken. Well, we'll, we'll definitely put that, that people magazine cover up on our yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Okay. So. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, I've always like, you're just at the grocery store and you <laughs> look at these, these, um, magazines all the time. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. curious. Well, I do anyway. I don't know if you do. Do you? I mean, I see them. I don't specifically go out of my way to investigate them. Okay, but. yeah, I'll usually grab one and like look at it lots of times. So I'm just like curious to know if I'd recognize this picture. So no, my my usual standing in the grocery store aisle and I see them is I'm usually eye rolling at the celebrity <laughs> gossip. I'm just like, oh my god, what has Brad Pitt done now? Like yeah, meanwhile, I'm stuff. like picking it up, reading the whole cover. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely different perspectives that way. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's the case. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like wild. Mm -hmm. My and brain is just like still going crazy. So what's the case that we're about to record for Patreon? It's kind of a doozy. It's a big one. It is the case of Joe Metheny. Oh, snap. I know that one. So this is the nasty mofo that allegedly served his victims to innocent bystanders via an open pit beef stand. Delicious and nutritious. Yep. Yep. Soylent Green's coming up on the on the Patreon episode, clearly. Yep. Yeah, they're in <laughs> They're in for it. <laughs> uh, if you want to give that a listen, you can find us over on Patreon. You can sign up for the all-access uh, tier, and that's where you can uh, listen to these monthly exclusive episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can just support us on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all that good stuff. Or you can just keep listening to us. Maybe give us a review. Five stars would be appreciated. We would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we appreciate that you're here and you guys are incredibly amazing. And of course, as always, stay wicked. <laughs>